Welcome, welcome. This week, Diceratops presents D&D Live, When Dwarves Cry. This was our show for the NZ Fringe Festival, recorded before a sellout audience at Wellington's wonderful Bats Theatre on the 6th of March 2020. Our players are Stephen Youngblood as Randy Dwarf, Jared Baker as Fran Grothild, and Wiramu Tuhiwai as Ford the Ranger. I am Morgan Davey, the Dungeon Master. Now, let's dungeon some dragons. Ladies, ogres, lumps, beans, gentlemen, and old creatures of genders, great and small in between, are you ready? To Dungeon Sun Dragons! Welcome to your host and DM for this evening, Mr. Morgan Davis! Welcome to DD Live! So we're here, we're here at Bats Theatre. We're here to play Dungeons and Dragons, the sexiest kind of role play. <laughs> I'm Morgan Davey, I'm your dungeon master for tonight. I speak for the fantasy world. I have some crucial, crucial help from the wizard of light and sound up the back. He's doing magic from the desk. It's Darren Woods. <laughs> Now we have a D&D adventurer in two halves tonight and without any further messing around let's meet the people going on that adventure. So we are going to introduce to the stage playing Fran Grothild, it's Jared Baker. Hello. Playing Randy the Hill Dwarf, it's Stephen Youngblood. And... As Ford the Ranger, it's Wiramu Tuhiwai! <laughs> welcome, adventurers, welcome. So, to introduce the visuals of your characters to the audience and help them, help them see you with their mind's eye very clearly, I'd like you each to uh, describe your character, describe what you look like, but to do it in the, in the form of a little scene, a little moment from a 1980s style music video. How about you go first, Jared? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Bryn. I'm an orc. Does everyone know what an orc is? Do everyone not know what... That was awkward. <laughs> so, green, horny, husky... <laughs> well, half half orc. You still, no, you're still an orc if you got one human parent. Orc, yeah, I'm an orc, and um, <clears throat> uh, very moody. So uh, kneeling, it's black and white kneeling. Sort of think, uh, like emotions, uh, <laughs> sisters of mercy, kind of. Some, uh, Seems to take and a very long time as well. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. front. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so uh, I play uh, Randy the Hill Dwarf. Uh, the Hill is what his friends call him. He's also a 
a dwarf. Um, <clears throat> so I would like to, I'd like you to picture in your mind's eye uh, Randy sort of walking across a, a hilltop, sort of looking into the distance, and then a supercut of Randy walking side on to Randy, <laughs> and then sort of his, his beard sort of flowing in the wind, and then a third, um, a third supercut of Randy walking in, and then the three blur together to form one Randy, the hill dwarf. <laughs> and he picks up his axe, because he's a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Some Mario Speedwagon fans, I think. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, I play Ford the Ranger. <laughs> Only took three shows for someone to get it, but great. Um, it's New Zealand's most popular. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, character. Class. <laughs> class, yeah. Yeah, he um, used to be a messenger. Uh, or Korea. No, um, moving on. <laughs> uh, picture, if you will. Um, now you planted the seed in my head on a mountaintop. Long flowing locks, shirtless, and just this shirt just flapping in the wind. Now all I see is like the lead guy from uh, Creed. Revolves wide open. Under. Oh, that probably gets. That's. Uh, no, that probably. What, what distance would you say are you from the edge of the cliff? Ooh, I would about say. Oh, I don't know. What do you about, reckon? About six feet. Yeah, about yeah, six feet. Yeah, about six yeah. feet. Yeah. It's another uh, deep cut. <laughs> yeah, and then then this flock of ravens just. Uh, because Ford is part of a. Uh, John Woo film. <laughs> as part of a John Woo film uh, that, would, uh, that would clearly be dubs so. yeah. coming out in 2021 uh, uh, Rangers uh, of the Raven so keep an eye out for that <clears throat> really John Woo? <laughs> <laughs> alright our heroes ladies and gentlemen I think having introduced them it's time for us to get down to some serious dungeoning of some dragons <laughs> so we're going to join our heroes in a cavern <coughs> along an underground tunnel, actually leaving that tunnel and going on a stone bridge over a crevasse. On the far side of the stone bridge, there is a great drawbridge. This is the gate to the dwarven community of Apollos. And Randy is leading his friends forward and front on a visit to Apollos. Five bottles of beer on the wall. Five bottles of beer on the wall. Five <sighs> bottles of beer. Take one down, drink it, because I'm thirsty. Four bottles of beer on... Hey, guys, we're at the end. Oh, we are? Oh, yes. Right. This must be it. Oh, the bridge to Apple Annapolis. Oh, man, this is so exciting. I'm really glad I can share it with you guys, front and, and, and forward, my two friends, two of my friends, my two favourite friends. Yeah. We're going to see Annapolis, and I've heard lots of good things about it, but I've never been, so I'm really excited. <laughs> what? I thought this was a holiday. Yeah. And we're down in a hole. Yeah, a holiday. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Randy, for inviting us. Um, please. Thank you for coming. No, three no, no. bottles Thanks, of Randy. beer on the wall. Three bottles. 
Two bottles of beer later, you reach the other end of the bridge. <laughs> and the bridge terminates because, of course, there is a gap where the drawbridge is meant to fall to complete the bridge. But right now, the drawbridge is up, as you would expect, um, to protect a dwarven community. But perhaps contrary to your expect expectations, there's no sign of life up there. There's no guards poking their heads through the little windows. There's no spears being waved around. There is no voice coming out asking who are these visitors. In fact, there is only one sound to be heard. The sound of crying. One dwarf crying somewhere beyond that wall. Well, looks like they're closed. Uh, let's... Um... <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. Let's yeah. go. Oh, I guess that explains that the was a crying. Nice yeah. Um, this is, guys, this is weird, because, like, Annapolis, well, what I've heard of it is that it's, like, a really fun and happy place with lots of people, and, like, it's a dwarven paradise, but, like, full of dwarves, which is, I guess, where dwarves would want to go in paradise. Um, I don't... This doesn't feel right. We should, like, hello? Hello? Randy's just like walking around and he's starting to like... There's not many places to walk. You're kind of on this fairly narrow bridge and there's a big gap in front of you. <laughs> is that a long you walk? can walk forward if you wish. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it's an invisible bridge. Right. I'm going to um, just go and uh, <laughs> knock loudly and well yeah. on the gate. And just like pound it with, them with my axe. Yeah, the, sort of... the gate again on the other side of the gap, right? <laughs> yeah. So is this I'm Randy asking, asking or is this you... Stephen asking? Okay. As, as um, Randy is making strategic choices about how far his arm can reach across the gap, there is another sound that the highly attuned ranger senses of Ford and the um, orkish senses of Fran pick up very swiftly. I Behind you on crying. the bridge, the way you had just come from, there is the sound of something large scraping and stomping. And as you turn and you look, you can see that the entrance onto the bridge is suddenly occupied by a creature. It is solid. It is uh, made of purple rock or gemstone. It is roughly the form of a kind of a great wolf, only its head is almost not there, it's just torso and arms and sharp, sharp claws. And it's very big, and it's pawing closer along the bridge. Randy, you're just looking at this gap. <laughs> what do you do? Guys, it's just like, we should be able to get in. Like, Randy? There's a gate. Randy. I can't reach it. I'm Randy? And Randy. like, I can hear a crying Randy. person. It's a dwarf. Randy. But like, Randy? You know, Randy. Do you have any ideas? Hey, Lord? mate. Randy. Um, yeah. yeah. What's up? Behind you. Turn around, Randy. Oh. Oh, oh hello. Do you, <laughs> do you know how we can get into the. the oh. Because, <laughs> like, the gate's closed. It's got like, no it, head. It starts probably it no starts ears. to pick up its pace. It starts oh. running towards you. You can still hear the sound of this crying voice through the through the wall. Oh, guys, I know. I know exactly what to do. All right, so I'm going to wait for it to gather up enough speed and then dodge out of the way so that it crashes through the gate and we can go inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, maybe it doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Forward, front, Randy says, I know what to do. And you see him, you see him just stand still <laughs> as this thing comes towards us. What, what did the two of you do? Exactly how we planned it, Randy. Well done. <laughs> front, if you would please, may I have a helping hand? Uh, so Ford um, runs towards uh, Randy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fron is lower than Randy. Ford leaps onto Fron. Fron uh, stands up, giving him more elevation uh, for Ford. Uh, Ford is flipping twice, as Ford always does. Yes, yes. Uh, we've been practicing this. Yeah, we've been practicing this for a while. Uh, this is the moment we'll be living for. Yep. And I pull out uh, two arrows out of my shoes. They should be in my quiver, but who does that? And it's like literally leaping forward. Frun is literally right behind me, repeating the same manoeuvre. Only one flip, though, because he's only got that far. Right. But he's just got his orc sword. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a staff. Staff? Yeah. His orc staff. Yeah. But he's doing it like a propeller. Right. And... Uh, Randy has sort of stood there with his axe by his side, <laughs> waving at the um, <laughs> at the purple okay. monster, okay. trying to be like. So, um, because this is obviously something that you have practiced a lot, I'm going to give oh, you advantage on this times. roll. So, take two dice instead of one. Make it. So it's a strength roll. It's a roll. Add your strength bonus. We're we're turning to the magical dice to see what fate it will give us. <laughs> That's a twenty yeah. and a ten. Natural. All right. Okay. Follow up. That's a twenty. I, I need it as well, so... Yep. Oh my god. I got a natural 22. Alright. Woo, baby! Wow. Hey, I'm excited to see that you're using up all your 20s very early in this game. That's fantastic. Really nailing the narrative rolls. <laughs> That's why I brought so many um, dice. So... Tell me what happens with rolls like that. I defer to you. What? Go, what? What? Uh, Fron, you want to finish off the rest of that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, while um, while pinwheeling uh, my my quarterstaff, I use it to to knock the the the, the purple stone wolf's um, legs from underneath it, knocking it to the ground, uh, allowing. Uh, um, Ford, who is flying through the air, takes longer to reach the wolf because of his <laughs> the arc. I threw him quite a long way um, to 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 land on its belly with his with, with his arrows. What he said. Him. What he said. Into it. Into it. Into All right. Um, okay. You fly towards the creature. It. Um, its legs are completely taken out from under it, its belly is exposed it's kind of still hard and crystalline in there but something about the placement of your arrows just splits at exactly the right moment and the creature it doesn't exactly shatter but it does start to come apart and it spins and it's sliding rock on rock there's this big scraping noise its tail swoops towards you Randy. Randy I want a uh, dexterity saving throw from you please to uh, continue with your plan here uh, that's a 9 that's a 9 okay um, alright so this this creature with the arrows in it it kind of it's starting to come apart it flies past Randy hits the end scratches on with one of its claws and dangles over the side and as it does the whole 
structure of it just seems to come to pieces for a bit and then suddenly snaps back together and it's dangling on by its claws trying to get purchased to get back up um, Randy is hanging next to it also trying <laughs> to get purchased to come back up um, who do you say? <laughs> <laughs> make a choice <laughs> front forward what do you Wrong do? <laughs> well I mean, yeah, I'm not saying you have to, like, act quickly or anything, but <laughs> I, mean, I can hold on for a little bit, but shouldn't be I, that much you of You can a hold choice. on for a little bit? Well, you know, I I'll mean, concentrate on the wolf then. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Fran. Um, Fran. Best um, friend. Puts, a, put, put, puts his hands out, spreads them, uh, whispers a, a prayer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really believe, under his breath, and, uh, and flames shoot out. Uh... At the at the at the at the, at the wolf. For All right, room. the wolf hates the flames. The flames make its grip slip and fall, and suddenly it is just shaking and whirling. It's still not making any noise. It's just silently moving and falling from view into the darkness below. Where take, Randy's also going to fall any second now. Take my hand, Randy. And oh. Vord reaches out his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing spectacular about it. Yeah, thanks, Ford. <laughs> the drawbridge <laughs> begins to lower. The three of you regain your feet. Oh, good, I'm, I'm up now. <laughs> You're, up. You're up in time. The drawbridge comes down, and you can see the entrance to the gate to the dwarven community, and standing in the entrance, coming into view from having just operated the drawbridge, is a dwarf wiping tears from her eyes. Oh, cousin Randy. Hey, it's, it's Randy. Me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> How are you, little cousin? Oh, it's good to see you. I did not expect to see you here in Annapolis, but I suppose it is the dwarven paradise. So, hooray! <laughs> How are you? Tears of joy, I see. <laughs> me too. I've missed you. Sorry so about nice your dog. To see you. <laughs> Wait, what? Mandy, uh, what's happened? Well, I'm a guard captain now and... Oh, but good for you, Mandy. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, and all of the guards that I had, I was in command of here, they all, they were all so upset with me and they called me names and they were all just fighting and it all got really intense really fast and I couldn't, and I just... I just let them go. I just let them go. They said they were going off to, to chase the purple banana. I think it's a metaphor. <laughs> Sorry, can you, can you say that again? It's, a, it's okay, Mandy. I don't understand either. <laughs> I don't know, don't know what came over me. I don't normally act like this, but there was just this, this figure who came and like shone with this purple light. The symbol shining in the dark, and and this everyone started to feel it. Everyone just started to feel so bad. Oh, I need a hug. Uh, Randy goes up yeah. and sort of pats her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're there. 
there, there, there. <laughs> she leaps and wraps her arms around your midriff and holds you tight. Uh, still padding. <laughs> <laughs> but, a, but a sly smile, kind of like of, of like, ah, it's, it's kind of nice, you can't help it. <laughs> He's a softie, is old Randy. <laughs> uh, Mandy, um, what's going on? A voice rings out from beyond, further into the gate. Yes, Mandy, what exactly is going on? And you look, and suddenly there is light, and striding forth into the gate area are a good dozen strong, fit warriors wearing combat leotards and raspberry berets. And they stand aside for the dwarven prince. He strides forth, high collar, purple velvet, (laughs) great boots. And he fixes his magnetic eyes upon each of you in turn. Make a wisdom saving throw or immediately fall in love with the dwarven prince. I've never felt so seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 19. Randy, are you okay? 13. You're in there. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I don't know what you're seeing him. <laughs> what isn't there to see in him? That high collar, that poise, the ability Ceilings to. The are really low in here, guys. <laughs> no, what I don't understand if I'm fine. Come forth. Randy Dwarf. Guys, he's talking to me. (laughs) We can hear him, Randy. (laughs) Randy sort of stands up a couple of inches taller, seemingly, and uh, sort of still carrying Mandy, because I presume, and just walks up towards... I've heard of your adventures. The great world beyond. Well, now I ask a service of you these outbreaks of sadness and madness have been happening throughout our realm. And I need someone like your friends. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) They are... Shh, he's talking. Rangers of the Raven, are they not? Who can track an enemy wherever they may travel. Yeah, we can. We definitely can do that. I'm very good at tracking. Yep. <laughs> ah, excellent. All he's, that. He's not. That range uh, of training. Ford is <clears throat> excellent, though. Sorry, I, I missed who you were again. I mean, you're awesome. <laughs> definitely do what you want. But who are you? I. Just call me Prince. <gasps> <laughs> okay. Look. We need to have a conversation about the institution of the monarchy. Um, <laughs> I have heard of you. I'm not the, for it. The prince uh, of... The pri- guys, this is the prince of Annapolis. The prince of Annapolis. Like, no one knows what to call him, but prince. <laughs> the of prince Annapolis. turns on his heel and he walks deeper into the gate. Uh, a beautiful panther lion strides out and he pets it and looks over his shoulder... My raspberry berets will guard the gate. (laughs) Mandy, guard captain, escort these to the heart of Annapolis. 
Thank you for your service. I have duties to attend to, but I will see you again before this is all through. Fantastic. <laughs> well, guys, we've got a quest. I don't know what it is, but I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Let's, uh, let's... I told you it'd be great to come here. Yes, you did, Randy. I did. Yes, you did. Did I? Good. Good. Sounds like something Repeatedly, uh, in between singing however many bottles of beer. Oh, yes. Two <laughs> bottles of beer. Uh, why we, we did you remind him? Within the city. Oh. It's fine. 19, I mean, it's not again. That's right. 99 bottles of beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, our ranger, Ford, and our um, cleric who has been hanging out with the rangers of late, Fran, could you both give me survival rolls, which is a wisdom check with any survival skill bonus attached? Let's see how good you are at tracking this mysterious... You know, figure. it would have been great if it just remained on 19, but that's then it a, just did a 3. A three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 22. 22! Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, Fran, you can take the lead on this one. <laughs> This doesn't usually seem like my bag. <laughs> uh, it's fine. From looking around, you notice some odd things. There is on uh, on Mandy's armor. There's kind of the splattering of um, discoloration. A deep coloured, like something has been sprayed on her or thrown on her. And here and there, you can see other droplets, just along the path, as though someone has been sprinkling water. As they went, only not exactly water, something strange. It smells wrong. It smells of magic, maybe infernal magic. And the path leads towards Annapolis. What is it from? What do you see? What do you smell? (laughs) What do you feel? (laughs) What do you taste? What do you hear? (laughs) What do you you think? Listen, listen. Listen. Sound like when you're lonely. Listen. Okay. I smell something. <laughs> oh, that's, does it smell like oranges? Or does it I smell, smell like magic. We cake? need to go. We oh. need to go this way. We need to. We need to follow this strange liquid. <laughs> wherever it comes from. This doesn't usually end out well. <laughs> <laughs> well, onwards. Never. Followed a strange liquid and had it be positive. <laughs> hey, Man- Mandy, what, are, what is this liquid that these guys are worried about? You can tell us, because it's on you, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't remember so well, but... Okay. Uh, um, well, guess it's a dead end, guys. <laughs> well, there is the pathway that I was given a royal instruction to lead you upon, so let's... Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> let's, that, let's do that. Does that pathway match the... The dust. Okay, yeah, the we'll, dust. We'll, just, we'll just do that then. Yeah. We'll keep... yeah. There are a number of hidden routes from here, but the main journey, the main trail, is the one that you are travelling along. Uh, Mandy falls in beside you, Randy, and asks questions about you. I haven't seen you since the memorial for your, your wonderful wife, also named Mandy. Yes. <laughs> so I always felt close to her because so we had I, the same yes. name. <laughs> we were married. Yes. <laughs> And you've been out seeing the world since then. Oh, yes, lots of adventures. It's been a great time. You know, um, I've met some friends. I've met some other friends. These are two of my friends. 
Um, we've been fighting things. I have all kinds of um, new tricks. I have, oh, here, look. And um, Randy pulls into his, like, his, his bag and he has this cup. And inside, it's like it's a cup full of uh, endless kittens. And so he pulls out a kitten and gives it to Mandy. <gasps> oh, then he Mandy. pulls out another kitten and just like lets it free. Put a bit. <laughs> pulls out another Randy kitten. put it back in the hole. <laughs> Randy put it back oh, in the hole. You know roll. Randy put it away. And then he puts the cup back, but he keeps. <laughs> but he keeps a kitten inside his coat for later. <laughs> <laughs> so Mandy continues to, to stroke the kitten and um, talks with you. Um, yeah, I know. You, it is it is strange to see you in, in Annapolis. Some of the family came here after the terrible thing happened. Oh, like who? Oh, uh, Sandy and Tandy and other Randy and little Rando. Was that, is Andy here? Andy. Oh, both of them. Oh, Andy. I yeah. hate that guy. Yeah. Sandy's cool. Yeah, but Tandy and oh, Bandy and Grandy. Candy they didn't Grandy. make it. Oh. There's been a... Well, the first of these kinds of things happened at your old village, and a lot of people were just lost. A lot of people have gone. Maybe dead, maybe... Well, probably that's as bad as it gets, but... <laughs> Randy just sort of worst stares into the middle distance as he's walking, sort of feelings... Mm-hmm. Lots of feelings. Um, Are you right, Randy? Yeah. Uh, Mandy, guys, I... I haven't been home. And... Uh, Why is that? Well, I'd, you know, adventuring, right? You know, you... Are your, you? Wife, your wife dies and then you go adventuring because you don't want to sort of, you know... But I, I thought this was... Do? I thought this so, was a dwarven paradise. This is a dwarven paradise. You could have paradise. been spending all your life here. Well, but I got to spend living in time with you guys. That's pretty fun. A dwarven. I can't be spending paradise. all my lives living in a dwarven <laughs> paradise. No. Is that, okay. is that what you're asking? I was just checking, just seeing. What is it you want, Randy? <laughs> I well. I mean, you know, we're here now. I'm, if, if I'm home, then I'm, I'm not doing anything. And that's when things get... Sad. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like... And I don't like being sad, so no. I'm, I'm not. I'm just adventuring with my buddies. Whoa, cool. That's, uh, that's a lot of chat about emotions. Um, <laughs> luckily, that chat is completely overshadowed by the opening of the great dwarven paradise, Annapolis. It is breathtaking what you see because there is a great open space under the rock lit from above because there is an open crevice to a blue sky high above. Shafts of light come down bouncing off crystals in the walls. Nestled amongst the crystals are beautiful trees and dwarven residences carved into the cave sides down at the base of the crevice there is a town some high towers and circular dwarven homes and other buildings beautifully set amongst small fields beautiful small trees birds flutter and move 
there is a waterfall falling into a crystalline lake and set in the middle of that lake there is a lovely tower, a purple tower, the tower of the Prince of Annapolis. And you realise, taking this in, that all three of you have stopped short because this site is just so amazing. It's so breathtaking. You've never seen anything quite, quite like it. And Mandy says, come on. Come on. Uh, just, just a second. I've got to admit, Randy, until this point, I was a little bit mad at you. But uh, we're okay Randy. now. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I wasn't sure where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a relief, really. This is awesome. And you don't want to stay here? You don't want to make this your new home? This is beautiful. I mean, look at the architecture. <laughs> <laughs> the... The, the foundations, the, the, the cross beams, uh, the low beams, the, the portholes. What architectural period would you say this was? <laughs> <laughs> I would say this is early mid Missourian period, and yeah. Actually, a lot of people would assume the Missourian period, right? but they're actually wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's actually more of the like, late rock period. Late, late rock, or even yeah. the volcanic. Uh, oh, no. Sedimentary? No. <laughs> Definitely late rock. <laughs> the t- Early grunge. The town rock. is bustling as you enter. Full of activity, full of noise, happiness in the street. And it seems that there is some kind of special celebration underway. You've been following this, this main path. Every now and then from you spot more of these drips that have been left you know that you're heading in the right path and it leads right into this town square alongside the lake where there's a great stalagmite rising high and the stalagmite is decorated with a string of lanterns the lanterns aren't lit and dwarves are gathered around of all ages and they're looking out at you at at the stalactite and then one of them looks over at you a kid and points at you Fran, and says look it's the holiday half orc oh. <laughs> it's the holiday half orc oh and starts oh. running towards you and instantly ah. a dozen other yes. dwarven kids ah. start running towards you the holiday half orc is here randy i'm ah. about to do a murder ah. <laughs> Randy? Randy slaps him on the back with mirth. Because, oh, well, well, you know, Fran. Uh, Children do not like fireballs, Randy. Fran, surely you know the story of the holiday half-orc. A great dwarven tradition. The holiday half-orc... sounds like it might be racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the holiday half-orc. Great. He, he dresses up in red and he, he climbs down stalactites of the dwarven of the cave dwarves and he leaves presents for all the little children around the holiday times. I did not bring any presents, Randy. And I suspect that these dwarven children have never seen a half-orc before, so they think you must be he. <laughs> Brilliant. Sing! You sing your song like... to us, holiday half-orc! Sing your song! Yes! Sing the song! Sing the song! What what song is that, Randy? It is the song of the holiday half-orc. How does it go? Oh, you know. 
I did not grow up in dwarven society, Randy, so <laughs> I have never heard it. We shall you... all sing it together. <laughs> <clears throat> Orc, now hear the angels sing. <clears throat> there is a sudden hammering on a nearby wall, a hammering that overcomes the noise of this this hymn, this beautiful song, and the children suddenly look frightened and they scatter. And walking down the alleyway into the into the square where these children moments ago were so delighted to see you is a procession of dwarves wearing grey and their beards are tight and their hair is tight and their expressions are tight and they say no the celebration is not dwarvish this is not what we are end this frivolity now and get back to work randy who are these guys well you see they're dwarves <laughs> mandy mandy leans into you they're called the respectabilitia they don't like the reforms that the prince has instituted. They don't like the idea that the holiday is actually a whole day instead of just an hour. <laughs> They're pretty upset. The respectabilitia start marching into the square, lifting clubs and saying, Get out of here, all of you. End this. It is not the dwarvish way. You are supposed to work and be grateful. Just as they're sort of doing that, Randy's been hand, sneakily handing out kittens to the children <laughs> from the from Rat. the holiday half orc. I you know. swear, I, I I told you to put those away. Yes, but you're the holiday half orc. They expect it. Do you think I've got more kittens? <laughs> you giving treats to children, treats they have not earned. You. Yes, me. I agree with him. <laughs> a kitten is not for holiday half work day. It's for it's for life. And it's okay. Dwarves live a really long time, so you know we know who is you are. Is it infinite rescue kittens? Silence, half orc, holiday or not. Uh, you seem like a dick, and I'd like you to shut up. Okay, I was talking to my friend. Um, Wait a minute, front. I feel I've been called out here. You are yeah. being called out as the respectabilitia forms up and then parts. And moving through the centre is an older female dwarf. And she comes forward and she glowers at you and says, I never thought you would have the courage to return my foolish son-in-law. So, so on hearing that voice, Randy shrinks back down at least six inches. Ah, <laughs> uh, hello. What do you have to say for yourself? Hi, would you like a kitten? <laughs> I've got... I don't want anything from you, Randy. I think you've shown that you have nothing worth offering to me or to anyone. He has a lot to offer, as a matter of fact. How can we uh, help? Um, Guys, this is, this is my, uh, 
my, my dead wife's mum. <laughs> she's not dead, but my wife is, so not the best deal. Um. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. But uh, her, name, her name is um, Garuda, Garunda. I, my name um, is Gudrun. Oh, yes, Gudrun. And I stand for traditional dwarvish values. None of this nonsense that this new prince has instituted over the last few years. It is time for us to return to the way things ought to be, where we put our heads down to the grindstone and we get things done. And as she is going off on the spiel, there is another noise. The noise of people whooping and shouting and of many running feet. A crowd, almost a riotous crowd, heading in this direction. And at the lead, at the head of this crowd, as you turn to see, is a halfling-sized purple banana <laughs> with googly eyes, little hands and little feet. And it says, I'm a metaphor. And it steals your kittens, it steals your portable hole, and it clicks its heels, and it runs away! Wait, what a, that's a real dick move. Um, a riotous crowd is bearing down upon you, Gudrun is crying out, the kittens are leaping out of the kitten container, the infinite kittens are, are spreading everywhere. What a catastrophe. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end the first half. <laughs> Of Dandy Live when dwarves cry. We'll see you in 10 minutes. <laughs> this has been Diceratops Presents When Dwarves Cry. Big love to Jared Baker, Wiramutu UI, and Stephen Youngblood, our players, and Darren Woods for sound and music in that dramatic introduction. Darren uses sound from Sword Coast Soundscapes, find soundtracks for your games, on the Sword Coast Soundscapes YouTube channel, and from Sirenscape, because epic games need epic game sounds. Find more at sirenscape.com. Full details on sounds used in the show notes. Many thanks to Jared Baker, who recorded the show and all our shows. Follow us on all the social medias at DiceratopsNZ and sign up for our email newsletter at DiceratopsNZ.wordpress.com If you like what we're doing, tell other people to give us a try. We'd like that. I'm Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games and our shows are for everyone. <laughs>